This episode of Discussing Who was recorded in early 2023 and may contain segments speculating on the Doctor Who 60th anniversary. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. No one can. It's a confession, Dad. The last will and testament of Doctor. What have you done? Maximum extermination. Spoilers. The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. It is officially 2023. This is our first recording of 2023. And I want to start by welcoming back the one and only Lee Shackelford, who has had a awesome week, I believe. And I want you to tell us a little bit about that. Lee, how are you? I'm, I'm still floating, floating in the air. Uh, had kind of a a once in a lifetime experience that has taken me a while to come down from. So, mm. anyway, a little bit of an irregular weekend, maybe. It was an irregular weekend, and fans of Sherlock Holmes know that the Baker Street Irregulars are Holmes's uh, a, a group of uh, <laughs> of homeless kids, actually um, street urchins. He calls them, who were his unofficial police force. And uh, he would run them around to town to find out information and pay them a shilling. So since the early years of the 20th century, the official Sherlock Holmes Club in America has called itself the Baker Street Irregulars. And it is an, an invitation-only literary society. It's, it's kind of for the, I don't know. Creme de la creme. Well, one hates to say that, but because the, <laughs> the, the when people ask me what are the admission criteria, the answer is well, it's complicated, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, I have been invited as a guest to some of their gatherings since 1989. Oh wow! Every year, hoping that maybe this will be the year when my name will be called and I'll be given the shilling. And um, this year, it actually happened. Yay! So, well, congratulations. Yes, oh, thank you, thank you. Just, just so you know, whether it's 1989, whether it's 1999, whether it's <laughs> 2099, you always grace us with your presence, and we are honored. So, just thank you for what for what that's worth. I'm now far too good for the likes of you, and uh, <laughs> so. With this, I'll be... (laughs) No. Well, all I can say to that is, welcome back, Clarence Brown. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Clarence Brown, how are you? Doing well. Glad to be back. And uh, congratulations, Lee. And can't wait to talk about this episode as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And we're making recording history here because for two recording episodes in a row, I get to say, welcome back, Shannon Perry. Shannon, how are you? Good. This time I actually saw the episode, so I'm excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you had seen the visitation today? before. It was just a well, long time ago. As a child, yes. But um, <laughs> this, literally you discovered how to find it on BritBox like shortly thereafter. So could have seen it. have now seen it if anybody wants to go back and talk about it again. But 
But if anyone wants to go and listen to our recording, our episode, that would be discussing who episode 289. And as always, I am glad that all three of you are here. It's always cool to talk to you. But speaking of 289, I mentioned something in 289, our review of The Hand of Fear, and I was so enwrapped or caught up in discussing something else that we or I talked about incessantly on that episode, but I'm not doing on this one. I forgot to say when we talked The Hand of Fear, you guys ready for it? I forgot to say, Eldrad must live. Yeah. Just saying. How could you do that? I don't know, but I just had so much fun doing that. (laughs) Well, I just listened again to, um, just this afternoon, listened to uh, our show about visitation. And one of the things that struck me about it was that as we were kind of wrapping up, Clarence said that he had three things he wanted to bring up about it. And you cut him off after two. (laughs) <laughs> but I'd be willing to bet that, Clarence, you don't remember what the third thing was. <laughs> no idea. No idea. <laughs> well, we'll never know. But that that in turn reminded me that I had forgotten about something I wanted to mention when we were talking about the power of the doctor. So I'll say it now. Um, what is that uh, bogus copy that they have in that unit of The Last Supper? Did that, hmm. did that strike anybody else as odd? They have all these paintings that they're bringing in in frames, famous paintings. The The Last Supper is a fresco. It's painted on a stone wall. <laughs> I I just just thought I'd mention that. I, the one you've heard of is. Well, that's true. This could be, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just a little segue there. Speaking of this is news that has come out this week. It is now official that Kate Stewart and unit are returning for series 14. Hey. So RTD is bringing back not only unit, but Kate Stewart. So there you go. With a new location. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely new location. <laughs> They're not going to be in that headquarters anymore. So, Lee, I want to ask you another question before we move on, and that Mm. is, if we have someone listening to us tonight for the very first time, what do you like to tell people? I always like to say thank you. Thank you because we know that you got other things you could be doing, but uh, you have chosen to spend this time with us, and we are grateful for your time and attention, and we'll try not to... uh, Try not to play you foul. May try to make this worth your while. Indeed. And Clarence, if they wanted to continue listening to us, what might they do? Definitely uh, hit us up on any of the podcatchers out there. You know, you can subscribe there, leave us a review, tell a friend. If you have an idea for us to talk about, please send that along with anything else you want us to know to Ooh, discussingwho yes. at gmail.com or hit us up at discussingwho on any and all social media. Yeah. Awesome. If there's anything you'd like us to shut up about, <laughs> you should mention that too. Eldrad must live. In other words, for everyone listening, if there is anything that you want Kyle to quit doing, hint, <laughs> interpretation from Lee and Clarence, just don't tell them that you didn't tell me or whatever, because chances are you did anyway. Anyway, <laughs> the, the, because I really like saying things and yes. I really like saying nice things and nice things are, if you have not <sighs> seen The Magician's Apprentice, put us on pause, go out, watch it, come back, 
because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? And I killed Sparky too. Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back to review The Magician's Apprentice. This is the first episode of the 2015 series of Doctor Who, first airing on the 19th of September, 2015. It starred Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor, Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald, and Michelle Gomez as Missy. So, summary view. Clarence, I want to start with you. Summary view. What say ye? I think this story is bookended by a whole bunch of excitement. Some just mind-blowing things that we get to see the doctor do and ponder and and battle with internally about. So so that part of the episode I really loved. I didn't remember this. Uh, this is my second time seeing it, I believe. So I felt like probably 20 minutes in that it may be a Dr. Light episode and I started to get wary. <laughs> And, you know, we eventually got back to the doctor and it has w- what used to be. And I'm going to say that again, used to be one of my most hated moments in Doctor Who. And I'm sure we're going to get into it. Oh, hmm. used to be. OK, I like it. I like it, too. Ooh. Shannon Perry, some review. What say you? You know, I have very little memory of having seen this one before, although I know I've seen it. Um <laughs> It's so much fun. I mean, I, Michelle Gomez, I think, is just amazing and wonderful. And I'm always thrilled when she is on a show, especially with, you know, this much meat behind it. So this was a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. And I love the interplay between her and Clara. Yeah. Lee Shackelford, what say you? Recently, Clarence used the word fun when we were just talking about what we'd like to see in, in Doctor Who coming back. You know, it's just like the show used to be, sometimes it was just fun. Mm-hmm. And my golly, this is 48 minutes or whatever of fun, yeah. um, uh, of Doctor Who kind of fun. You know, that it's it's thrilling. Sometimes it's just little little nightmares. But, you know, all in all, it's just, uh, it, it starts going and it does not let up. And I just, uh, I just love it. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, and I've always been interested in Davros. So, you know, couldn't be better. So, yeah, what a lot of fun. All right. So for me, I have to agree with everything that you guys just said. I don't watch this that often. And as much as I love Mm. Missy, this is not one that I go back and watch a lot, but it's good. It's fun. It's, it comes with unexpected twists that we are not seeing. It comes with doctor changing in a way that we will get into. It's just a fun 48 some odd minutes, like you said, Lee, of, Doctor Who and awesome. That's all I can say. But I do want to talk next about a character that we've only seen once and the return to Karn. This is the first time we've returned to Karn since the night of the Doctor. So I want to know, are there any thoughts about seeing the sisterhood again? And what were your thoughts on the concept and visuals of Colony Sarf? And since you are a fan of the original story of the sisterhood from the uh, brain of Morbius, Lee, I want to start with you. Thoughts on the return of the sisterhood and Colony Sarf? 
Yeah, it's true. I love the sisterhood as, as weird as they are, or I love them because they're weird. Um, but, um, and honestly, until watching this again, I had forgotten that, uh, one of the threats or one of the places where uh, the doctor is sought is, uh, is on Karn. And, uh, because he has been there more than once. Um, we're not going to appoint a set this time. We're going to have them outside, which, you know, it seems like they would go outside from time to time, wouldn't they? <laughs> um, they're still picking up the pieces of all those crashed spaceships out there. So, yeah, it's just good to see them again. And, you know, they're, they're no, nothing's changed. They still speak in riddles and threats. <laughs> and um, they're, they're, uh, and they're fantastic um, ego and self-satisfaction. So, yeah, good to see them again. So what about Colony Sarf? What did you think of him? Or them, or whatever oh, they are. Uh, them, yeah. Um, th- that's, a, that's a very, uh, that, that's what I call fun. You know, I mean, it's horrifying, but also it's like early on, we're going, wonder why he has those bands across his face. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's just, that's just fun. That's just very inventive. I love that. All right. Clarence, Karn and Sarth thoughts. Uh, Karn, it was good to get back there again. I love how those people are a very formidable force. And in addition to that, I, I love, um, Sarf, I'm saying it right, <laughs> going to these different places to try to seek out the doctor. You know, this was one of them. So I liked the seeing them again. I thought that was pretty cool. And as far as Mr. Colony there, um, I didn't know that was his first name until you just said <laughs> Colony Sarf. Um, yeah, he was really cool. Cool design, cool concept. I started to think of about the snakes when I saw the bands around his, his face, but just ultimately a really cool design. And boy, when he finally un- unrobes, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of, kind of great production and interesting character that I thought was really played well for this story. And just to speak of the overall production of this story, just, just top notch Dr. Who. Okay. Shannon, what did, what were your thoughts? Um, a couple of things. So, I, I really like the sisterhood. I, you know, it's funny to see them posed around that cave entrance sort of thing like they were because to me, they suddenly look like the flip side of the weeping angels, mm. like two sides of the same coin sort mm. of thing in an interesting way. Um, probably just me making connections where there are none, but there you go. Um, and I do mm. love them. I just think they're, they're fun and fascinating and a little bitchy and <laughs> all the good things. <laughs> yeah. Just exactly. nice. And then Colony Sarf, I think, is very cool. It's a cool idea. The only thing is, I think I would have been much more impressed with the movement had it preceded the Segway. Because now all I could see is, like, the dudes that go cruise around my neighborhood on the little ball Segway thing. And that's all I could think of every time he moved. So that would have been yeah. way cooler had I seen that before the Segway ball thing. But, but otherwise, it's a, it's, that's a very... <laughs> <laughs> I would never shoplift, not that I would anyway, but I certainly wouldn't if that dude were the, the consequence. <laughs> so, or them, sorry. They, so anyway, not helpful comments, but there you go. There you go. So for me, I don't like snakes, but I think it is a very cool concept. I'm actually surprised that we've never seen Colony Sarf again. 
that that was interesting. What I picked up on this time that I didn't pick up on previous watches is these snakes are all into are these aliens are all independent because they say that we are a democracy and they voted at one point mm. in the story. Oh, that's right. So I thought that was really interesting that while they do form a humanoid shape, they are each independent. So separate but equal in mind or whatever. So I thought that was cool. The one thing that I do like that Doctor Who is doing and has done since it came back and even really with the Brigadier being a recurring for so long of a character in the original run is bringing back characters not just a concept but we're seeing the return of Karn and we're seeing the same head of the sisterhood that we see that helps to you know transform the eighth doctor into the war doctor we also see her return too so that I really 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 liked but speaking of returns I have to ask and Shannon I have to put it to you first what did you think of Missy's return? Oh, yay. <laughs> She's so fabulous. <laughs> I, you know, I just applaud every time. And she had a much bigger role on this one, on these two episodes. She's funny. She's brilliant. She's unpredictable. I love her. Lisa. Was there something specific I was supposed no, to No, 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 no. I just okay. want general thoughts. Lee, Missy's back. Thoughts. Yeah, the same. And and there's nothing cooler, of course, than, than casual uh, display of utterly incredible power. <laughs> so just hanging all the airplanes, you know, in the sky yeah. and then dismissing mm-hmm. it later as a, she calls it a parlor trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, 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 that's cool. Which is weird that we even touched the airplane thing with this being, you know, after... 9-11 seems like that would be something they stay away from. They even mentioned using them as bombs, which I thought was mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you can't not think of 9-11. Yeah, because yeah. Clara says something like, that's a lot of fuel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and even Stuart hadn't thought about that. She says, ooh, you're right. Clarence, what did you think? I am on the record of not liking Missy, and this episode didn't change that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She was okay. She's just super annoying to me. I I I know the performance is good and and um and it's fun and and different, but it's just I I I'm I'm not a fan of the Mary Poppins thing, I guess. <laughs> uh but she did mention one line that I wanted to throw back at you guys. She said and she was probably just saying it for fun. But she said, I knew the doctor when he was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And you knew, you know what I went to when he said, when she said that was going to the, is that the line that Chibnall took and ran with? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, yes. This just, just made me think of Chibnall when he, when, when she, excuse me, mentioned that. It's a nice setup, intentional or otherwise. Yes. Cal doesn't like yeah. it. No, 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 no. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm just waiting to, to say to you, Clarence, that I have to give you a compliment. I have to give you props. I know Missy irritates you. I know that 
you know, she's not your favorite. And I respect that 100%. But I really have to give you props. Even though she may not be your cup of tea, you still managed to say something nice. So there you go. Shoot me now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, I was obviously happy. Duh. Um, You know, I love Missy. I would be happy with a Missy series. I would be all for that. So, yes, hands down, she's crazy. I love her. It's an awesome character. And there you go. So I have to, I want to jump in just very quickly. And you guys are probably going to pile on me here for this one. But to me, Missy is, is so much of a lighter touch on villainy. You know, I, the master is always just so heavy. Yeah. From the beginning, he's this weighty, angsty, goth dude <laughs> it's just yeah. like it gets it to my to me it gets very cloying after a while watching the master go through his thing so i love missy because she gives that villain such a much lighter touch and lightens him up her up it up mm. them up whatever and i it, it's refreshing for me because i just i get tired of these dudes who <laughs> are always about ultimate power you know? <laughs> so and, and to, to add on to that, it it her master is the first, or, or Missy Master is the first one to make me really believe they could have been friends at some point. And I don't know what point in the timeline we established point. that, but mm-hmm. but but yes, it, in this episode alone, it really paints a picture that they could have possibly been friends. And I can I can somewhat you know there's a glimmer that shows me that could have worked back then or whenever. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So let me ask a question based on what you guys just said. And, you you know, you can go back and ask what I'm about to ask and then say, well, but maybe blah, 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 blah. But here's my question. Had Michelle Gomez not worked as Missy and a female incarnation of the master, do you think we would have had the 13th Doctor? Thoughts? (coughs) Anyone thoughts? It, it would certainly have been different because uh, I, I remember at the time people saying ha- having the master become female is testing the waters, and mm. uh, yeah, and you know, uh, I, I, I'm with Shannon. I I love Roger Delgado's master, mm-hmm. but it seemed like it seemed like others afterwards just he, they made him into snidely whiplash that he he, he just. <laughs> You can picture him twisting his mustache. Exactly. He was literally twirling his mustaches in in Anthony Ailey's time and going, yeah, he said, oh, really? You know? And and so so then the decision in New Who is that he's just nuts. He's just barking mad. Mm -hmm. And I just don't find that interesting. But Missy is having a ball. And that's Mm -hmm. fun. Yep. She's just having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's reveling in her own cleverness, which is fun to watch. Like, you know, the whole airplane thing when she's like just edges one over so that she can give Clara a little bit of shade. Yeah. Like that's just right. that's such posturing and showmanship. Like that's so ridiculous. Right. But I look love what I it. can do. Exactly. Yeah. Watch I'm me also going to kill these three guys. Yeah. Also, yeah. so she's stone cold killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah no yeah. doubt. I am she not will. good. As she said. You're right. Well, exactly. and the, the thing, like, I, he was clearly wearing a wedding ring, and I think I detected some oh. child spit up on his shoulder. It's like, too much. Oh right. Too much. That <laughs> hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah. You got to take her seriously. But yeah, that is a little far. I will go. I will. (laughs) (laughs) But still, you know. But at least she didn't say he had a dog at home. Then I would have really been upset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's over the line. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So I I, I do think that she she proved that uh, uh, having one of our Time Lord leads become female is. uh, it, it it can work. And I, I've got to add a little bit more, and this is just my opinion here. I think it worked not in per se the concept, but it was also you paired the concept and chose the perfect actor to portray that role of the master because I don't think any, not just anyone could have pulled that off the way Michelle Gomez did the crazy Mary Poppins and you don't know what to expect that worked for me. And Let, the, go ahead. Did she, did she ever meet 13? She, no, I, we were all looking forward to it. They never faced you know? off. Okay. Right. Which is curious. It's very curious. They would have had they, very different energies. Like it really worked with Clara and, and Missy. Those two were great. That I love the chemistry between the two of them. Right. Whether they were being sort of semi-friendly or whether they were being really hostile to each other. But, you know, it would have been very different with uh, with 13, I think. The fan fiction world really wanted <laughs> Missy and 13. And they also, okay, we also really wanted River Song <laughs> and 13. Yeah. yeah. Because we just wanted to see that kiss, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, having Missy in 13 would have been fun. It, it would have been yeah. the one instance where, you know, this cliche cliche thing in movies where they always put the girl against the girl. Like, how does it always happen in every movie? <laughs> anyway, this would have been a one time. It would have been amazing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But you know what's really interesting there is in this time, we see the master and the doctor, and the master is female, the doctor is male, and the next time they come face to face, they're reversed mm-hmm. again. That's true. That's true. Female doctor, male master. But let's speak female again, and let's talk Clara. And if I'm talking Clara, I have to point it to Clarence. Here's my question. Did you see any differences in Clara from season eight to this episode? And this may be perhaps more of her mindset rather than an internal character change. But did you notice a difference in Clara? She was a bit more independent in this episode. And and that could be just because the doctor seemed like he had been away for a while. Uh, But she did seem more independent teaming up with unit apparently more uh in the doctor's absence so that that's the difference i really felt other than that it was kind of the same very doctor light or like um in this episode so i don't know what 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 did you see different Mm. for me i thought she was a bit more i don't know she wasn't as angsty as she was last season so season eight got got the feeling more of the begrudging of the new incarnation and the danny relationship and not really committed she just seemed more free and more relaxed and all in on her role as a companion shannon what do you think 
she's super self-assured in this, which is really, which is great. And she doesn't check first. She just does things like, yeah, mm. no, I think it's great. And you're right. It, it's very different from that episode, to, from the previous series to this one, where she's just kind of feeling out Capaldi's doctor and who is this this person who's very different from the last one that she that she knew. So it's it's great. They they've both found their feet and are moving on. It's good. I like it. Lee, thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I, Shannon speaks well for me. It's um, I think that's it exactly. She's just um, she seems more grounded. Do, well, do you, well, real quick, do you guys think it was too much for them to turn right back around and bring Missy back to have to work beside Clara after what happened at the end of the previous season? She seemed fine with it, honestly. Clara did, but I was a little heartbroken by making those two work together after that. I, I did wonder about that. You know, we, how much time has passed? Do we have any? Well, it's interesting that it seems. And again, I'll, one of the reasons I love doing this is going back into it in review mode and finding out little tidbits or paying attention more than just watching it. And there is a line where. Clara, when she first sees Missy, she makes reference to it being a while. So there's clearly some time that's passed. It's not five days or something. It may be five months or it could be a year. I'm not sure. But it's been a little while since the end of season eight. Mm. In fact, this episode has one of my favorite mysterious statements from the doctor and it's sort of a reminder that he he must perceive time differently than we do but he he tells clara i spent all day yesterday in a bow tie and the day before in a long scarf it's my party and all of me is invited (laughs) um speaking of the doctor mr shackleford i've often made reference to this incarnation of the doctor not being the same when he started than where he ends up at the end. And I want to say that this episode is a beginning of that transition, especially as we see him atop a tank playing a guitar. Any thoughts on what I just said and the doctor's entrance and the doctor in general? Thoughts? And dressed and dressed as the first doctor. Indeed. Yeah, um, and, and which would be completely lost, I guess, on on people who aren't um, sort of fanatical about the first Doctor's time as as I can be. Um, but that's, you know, he's on a tank playing the guitar, and I'm looking at his <laughs> pants, you know, <laughs> saying, "Hey," but um, but yeah, it is. It's all different, and he says he doesn't have a sonic screwdriver anymore. That's we'll just leave that there for the moment. Um. Which is interesting because we just uh, talked about visitation. Before yeah. That. Um, and then later on, of course, we'll see. <laughs> the, the, at least at one point, he did have it. Um, yeah, it's it, you just get the feeling that, like Missy, for whatever reason, he's just he's just playing. It, there's a there's an edge of hysteria to it, mm-hmm. but he's 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 playing. What's up? What's going on here? What what is he doing? It's mysterious. I like it. Clarence, what were your thoughts on this new look for the doctor? Uh, Look was fine. Uh, I'm never too 
big on the different looks. So, I mean, it was fine. Shannon? I'm not a fan of the electrical guitar, so I could have done without that part. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, although he's very good at playing Pretty Woman. That was good. Um, uh, I don't know that I have anything useful to add at this point. Yeah. Now, well, I, w- I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. If we're talking about the guitar, that's my, used to be my most hated moment in, Do- in Doctor Who. Um, yeah. Because I, man, when we first, did we review this episode before? I know we talked about it before. We talked about it back in the day. And I remember just hating this so much. But, but, man, time brings about a change because I didn't even enjoy, the whole scene was lost on me because of my hatred of seeing, (laughs) like, how dare he come out here with this guitar is, yeah. is is this show serious at all? Is what I thought at the time, but oh man, it's just such a great scene, such a great scene of <laughs> of him just having fun and the dudes and the banter and yes, um, <laughs> it's, I, I love that scene now. I really do. And, and clearly, I, the the people there love him. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why does why does he send the disc to Missy? Why why what what prompted that? I'm still. Swimming in the sea I, of that. Yeah, I think we'll. If we get an answer, it's in the next episode. But okay, we don't know um, yet. Okay. Yeah, because I, I would li- like to think it's not voluntary. Mm-hmm. He, he, well, no. Clara asked him why. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, plot hole. And it's no. Well, it's been so. I don't think it's a plot hole. I think it's been so long since I've seen series nine that I don't remember. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's enti- I just thought uh, maybe I'd missed either. something. So. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I think there are a couple of problems like that here, but I don't know. Well, but I, I'm glad, uh, Shannon, you brought up uh, what he plays on the guitar, because uh, this time one of the things that struck me was it's Pretty Woman. Why? I mean, <laughs> he, he must have a vast repertoire, right? And Peter Capaldi is a great, you know, uh, guitarist and, you know, but uh, is that a message to Clara? Is it a message to Missy? Mm. They both clearly seem to think it's for them. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's cleverly. <laughs> but yeah. He's <laughs> just getting ambiguous. He's just saying hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the crowd several, several centuries too soon, along with the tank and the guitar. <laughs> along right, with the, the jokes. The, yeah. And the, jokes, and the jokes. The dudes. <laughs> oh, boy. Talk about messing up the timeline. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> So for me, the dudes thing was just a little bit corny. You I know, know dude. I'm not a good, uh, I'm not a big guitar fan, so I have to go with Shannon on that. But I did like not seeing the buttoned up, you know, reserved version of the 12th Doctor that we had the last season. I am seeing glimpses of the 12th Doctor that I love in season 10 start to form here. So that mm. I really love. But Clarence, I now have to ask if that is used to be your least favorite moment in Doctor Who, I have to ask the question, what is? <laughs> what replaced it? Oh, man, I have to think about that. I had hated this so that I didn't even think of another one. But I'm sure there's something well, I'd come up with. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to have one. There you go. You don't have and, to have one. And and are we basically seeing the doctor 
kind of go a bit off the reservation here. That's why he's yeah. in this situation. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He does seem to be throwing some rules aside. Not that he's mm-hmm. ever been much of a rule follower, but. Uh, so, or that we're ever, you know, uh, completely bound to continuity. Because if he's going to die, he needs to be a Trinsalor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that and how many times does he go back to make the dis- this decision about whether or not to save the boy? I mean, isn't that a fixed point in time? Because it seems like <laughs> you would that's, think. there's a lot of things dependent on that moment, possibly. Yeah. Well, so. when you brought that up last week about the, uh, or in our last episode, I should say, about um, the Great Fire of London, that had me thinking about the moment that is actually quoted in this episode from Genesis the Daleks, that the Doctor has that crisis moment where he realizes that he, he'll be basically like them if he wipes out the Daleks, that he can't commit genocide. That's not who he is. Um, yeah, and looking back on that from our point of view now, well, surely the creation of the Daleks is a fixed point in time. It seems important. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but but if we if we start driving uh, tent pegs down in everything in the cosmos, then, yeah, then maybe right. he can't do anything. I, so I don't know. <laughs> How how do you guys feel about how much this ups the ante from that fourth Doctor moment to go from letting the Daleks continue now to having allowed the creator of the Daleks to live by doing what the Doctor does, help people? I, I It's the thing I admire most about this script is that the fourth Doctor actually says that. Well, that, that part of that, that's part of what they quoted this episode was him saying, if you, if you, were presented with a child who you knew would grow up to be, you know, a, a, a dictator. Um, could you kill that child? And, and that's a thought experiment in Genesis, the Daleks. So what um, Stephen Moffat here does is he literally gives him that scenario. Makes it a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Prophecy. Yeah, that's right. You're the one who said it, bucko. Now here it is. What are you going to do? And, this is what gives us this amazing cliffhanger. He changes his mind. We think. <laughs> Got myself a gun. Yeah. So I. Yeah. So one what? does wonder if that's if it's as cut and dried as that. Like, does it really have to be kill him or let him live? Mm. You know, can you right. maybe take him to the planet of the cat people? Drop him off with <laughs> yes. the sisterhood? Like, give exactly. him to some nice folks to raise? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Seems like an option, but who knows? Maybe oh, just being nice. I mean, and and that's not right. a Missy, you know, reference. Maybe right. just being nice might make an impact. Who knows? Right, right. You know, yeah. But let's talk about Davros <laughs> for a minute. This is the first time that we see Davros return. Second time in New Who, but first time since Journey's End in the 2008 series. At any point, did any of you think that all he wanted to do was just talk to the doctor? Just have a chat. Did did any of you think for a moment that that was all he wanted? No, this is the first time I've really felt smarter than the doctor in a particular decision. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm less merciful, uh-huh. clearly. So <laughs> interesting thing that they 
actually kept this under wraps. Julian Bleach was not credited prior to airing the show and or the episode, and the the uh, young actor who was playing young Davros was only credited as boy until the episode aired. So they actually kept it under wraps and it didn't leak, which was, you know, even in 2015, it was quite cool. Any thoughts about seeing Scarrow return or the Daleks, or was this just another here come the Daleks episode? Uh, for, For me, I really didn't, care much about the Daleks no more than they relate to, to Davros um, so yeah I really didn't care too much but I did like that that Davros was back but but it made me think you know even with Missy like how I always think that with the master slash Missy like how did they get back this time how did <laughs> Davros get back this time I don't know he's just here I guess <laughs> and that kind of feels like a, a an out and out reference to the, uh, the classic series because Davros was definitively completely killed over and over and over <laughs> again. And then he would show up again with very little explanation. Although I do like the, 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 the uh, point at which uh, he was reduced to just a head. Yes. You know, that seemed likely, <laughs> but um, anyway, and there, yeah, this is <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, the, uh, being on Scarrow is, is, the thing about this episode that feels to me the most dramatically weird or off center is that we get to this big revelation. Oh my God, we're on Scarrow. (laughs) And I think out in the audience, a lot of us are saying, and (laughs) (laughs) right. Or did I, is it made of kryptonite? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Missing the doctor are terrified, so we should be too, I guess. Well, right, yeah. But well, I just I just don't I, get it. It's like, oh, here comes guess, a Dalek. I okay. guess they're <laughs> uh, wanting us to think, okay, you recreated Scarrow. The assumption I took away from that was Scarrow was destroyed in the Time War, and hmm. they've recreated everything. Yeah. yeah, but then again, so right. was Gallifrey. So was Gallifrey. But, yeah. but yeah. Gallifrey is back and maybe hidden or whatever. But so is, you know, Scarrow. It wasn't that big of a moment, you know. No. Mm. No. Very true. Well, this is a two-parter. So at this point, we've pretty much gotten to the end, but we've not gotten to the end of this episode because we have favorite scenes. Shannon. Favorite scene? What say you? Um, I there's I liked a lot. There were so many lines I couldn't pick one. Um, but I I do like the scene of Missy and Clara having tea in the square. I think there's just some fun stuff that goes on in there, especially when the elder couple the older couple walks by with the puppy. In order for Missy to deliver <laughs> the line, you're the puppy. But it's like they're just completely oblivious to the fact that. Like there's an airplane hanging overhead. There's all these snipers around, <laughs> and they just kind of walk through. Exactly. Awesome, Lee Shackelford. Favorite scene? Uh, oh, the whole showdown with Missy and Clara, and and especially her moving the plane into position to give them some shade. Jeez. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Clarence. Favorite scene. Uh, mine is going to be Jenna Coleman riding the motorcycle because it's <laughs> Jenna Coleman riding, riding a motorcycle. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 
All right. My favorite scene would be the flashbacks. Anytime I can see the fourth doctor in New Who, I am, you know, ecstatic. So the flashbacks were my favorite scene. So favorite quote, Lee, I want to start with you. Favorite quote. Well, as so often with me, it's a it's a, a series of lines. It's an exchange. What do you think of my tank? Don't worry, it isn't loaded. I don't like it. No, neither do I. I bought it for my fish. <laughs> I may have ordered online. <laughs> You'll get that in a couple of centuries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clarence Brown, favorite quote. Dude. Are we Renaissance? Dude! Dude. (laughs) All right. Shannon, favorite quote. I love the rise above the reproductive frenzy of your noisy little food chain and contemplate friendship. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Mine? See see that couple over there? You're the puppy. (laughs) You're the puppy. So harsh. (laughs) <laughs> seriously <laughs> at least she didn't kill the dog exactly. I was a little worried for a well, second there Clara they would have the canceled Doctor Who if that would happen happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright well Clarence Brown since you said that final rating what say ye you know what the, the again the part of this episode that I hated the most I really enjoyed this time and I had like Lee said fun with this episode and I really hope that we that we get back to that in the future of Doctor Who. And I'm going to give us a 4.8. Okay. Lee, what say you? Uh, before um, giving a number, I've got to mention that um, Missy says that she's never seen the Doctor without his sonic screwdriver. But that's not true. Anyway, so for fans of the classic series, I, I recommend to you any adventure of the sixth or seventh doctor in which we encounter the master. So anyway, I'm going to give it um, four and a half uh, Dalek eye stalks coming out of somebody's forehead. (laughs) Mm, Poor guy. (laughs) Oh, and we got to mention Missy's little tickle of the Dalek. Oh yeah. Apparently that was an improvisation. That little tickle. Yeah. Talks about the dogs unmentionables. That was brilliant. Right. How, how does she survive that though? Because usually when somebody touches a Dalek, they wind up getting uh, zapped or killed. Yeah. Right. Because she's she adorable. Has... <laughs> exactly. She's too cute to die. She has a and screen she... of adorable. I just say that Missy's going to tell us in the future how how she did it. I just I just predict that. Just just saying. <laughs> All right. So. Who's and I just lost it. Who's who? Where are we on final ratings? I think it's me. Oh, hey, you. All right, I'm gonna give this 4.75 villains on a segue. There are at least four and a half of them in there. <laughs> I, I'm going to and I'm and I'm going to give this rating. For two reasons. Number one, I love talking to the three of you, and it is so awesome to talk this episode with the three of you, and the fact that they were able to conceal the fact that Davros was returning in 2015. So I am going to give this five 
puppies named Clara out of five. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> wow. Yeah. righty. So before Clarence comes through this uh, virtual speaker that I'm listening to and, you know, gets me for calling Clara a puppy, I yeah. am going. She's more of a kitty anyway, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she's adorable. I'm going to say Clarence Brown. Where else might you be found on the internet? Uh, Yeah, you can uh, check me out on the Twitters, I guess, uh, at Woodunball, and that's how it sounds if you can spell it. Uh, Yeah, Woodunball on Twitter, and you check me out on DiscussingTrek.com as well. Awesome. Okay, the name that you just said is not spelled the way somebody might <laughs> no. ordinarily spell no, it. I, so I, please I, spell I, it for people. I wasted some time trying to find it. I put my name in a Jedi name generator in 1998, and that's what came out. W-U-D-A-N-B-A-L. There you go. Thank you. All right. Lee Shackelford, what about you? I'm still pointing people towards my website, shackleforwardfreelance.com. And Shackleford is spelled like Shackle and Ford. Mm. So there you go. Freelance.com. Yeah. You guys have got to learn how to help people spell stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you got. You're, painful. Your, your web address has got a hyphen in the middle. I was, Speaking yeah, of, okay. I'm really interested to know this because <laughs> this is new to me. I, need, I don't know it, but Shannon. Is there anywhere else that you might be found on the internet that you could tell us about? Can I say two? You most certainly can. Okay. Well, so the one that's like... three. (laughs) Thank you. Such an embarrassment of riches. So the one that (laughs) that your listeners have probably never heard of is oz-9.com. I know Kyle is not a big fan, so he gets really upset when anybody mentions (laughs) it. But... um, What is that? That's a... Uh, it's a it's an uh, audio it's a, travel log according ah, okay. to Mrs. And, and what did you say that was again? Oz dash nine dot com. Is this still uh, a think, drinking game? Is that what this uh, is? Uh, I think Oz nine is a gun, isn't it? It's oh. a, it is. The, <laughs> so oh, much oh, for doing your due diligence, people. I I wrote that down just so you know, and I could Lee. I, I I'm hearing like Godhood in your voice, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? No. You have to add the reverb. Into <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if I get to... Th- okay, I can't do it anymore. It's one. not my fault. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I throw in my other one, though? You most certainly can. Total yeah. shameless plug for self. I also run an audio podcast production company called Audiotocracy. A-U-D-I-O-T-O-C-R-A-C-Y.com. Awesome. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. That was autocracy. And I almost Ooh. made it an <laughs> entire awesome. episode without doing it. So, yay me. So, for everyone listening, we hope you had fun. We hope you enjoyed being here. We, we are happy that you joined us. Let us know what you thought about this episode. And, as always, we will be back next time. <laughs>